Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the Well, hello, everybody. It is Monday morning, and I'm here with Pastor Kenny and Julie Fogg behind... Well, okay, she's not behind the glass. She's just right here, but she's <laughs> pushing knobs. She looks very official, though, don't you think? Very official. I mean, when I drove up to the CHC studios, she was ready to go. So I, I came up with... Not I didn't come up with. I saw this song that I knew this would... You know, our... What you don't know, you know about Julie, but not our whole listening audience doesn't know about Julie. You can just say a... I don't know. Random 80, phrase. Random yeah. phrase, 80 song, and boom, she's right there. She, yeah. she has this memory. That's a, So here's one, I think, a, a coronavirus. Um, please don't stand so close to me by police. Oh. That's, I, when I just thought yeah. of that, it's like Julie probably could sing that on the spot. if we, on the, we Yeah, we probably should ask her. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> she can't help herself. Nobody can see this right now, but she's literally over in the side singing it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's mouthing the words right now. She, she knows. Like this is her. This is her world. Well, anyway. Yeah. Um, also, let me just add one more thing. Also, if you really want to mess with Julie, take the line, but just tweak it just a oh, little bit. Oh, that really messes. Yeah. Messes her. Just messes with her mind. Yeah. Just. It just. Like, how could you do that wrong? That's mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> right <boom>. there. Right. <laughs> hey, just real quick on this this Sunday. You preached this Sunday. I talked to you a little bit after service on on our Facebook, but. That was that was unique, right? I mean, yeah. having nobody in there. Tell right. us a little bit more right. about that. Well, you know, it was it, it was very unique. It was very, um, you know, we were trying to to present uh, um, our, ourselves so that we were connecting with the audience, and right. so what that meant was be very purposeful in looking at the cameras. But right. but that also there was a lot of distance between us and the cameras, right? <laughs> and so it was it was very tricky. Um, we wanted to stay, it, it was tricky to stay on point, but at the same time, I don't know, I had a lot of freedom to just to just feel like I could be me and yeah. sitting in your living well, you, room and talking. You looked very comfortable. <laughs> I, I did my, I did the, the offering talk, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I was not comfortable just staring at the at the camera. You, yeah. And I noticed you were, you just had the ability to stare right at that thing and you really connected. It made a big difference. Well, I was. You. I was connecting with the empty seats. I could tell by I, right. that's where I was kind of looking because that's what I usually do. Right, and it was it is weird just to stare right yeah. in that camera. It's well, like, and that was my fear of not having the table, and and the freedom to roam yeah. because I would scan the, uh, you know, the audience right. that's not there. Yeah, no, and I, that really that really focused me to the camera. It is yeah. really weird because I, I can look at people. I can look at people and talk, but looking right straight in that camera, it's just weird to <laughs> no. me. It's like. Uh, well, anyway, and and our very own Julie Fogg, she she did the lead off. You did an awesome job, Julie. Yeah, I'm really proud of you. And she didn't have a microphone to respond, but so we can say everything we want to about her without a response. <laughs> but um, she really did a great job in, in setting this up. I'm real proud of her for just the all the technical stuff. You really have some creative ideas on how to how to stay connected. And we we even have a uh, um, a, a sheet that you, once we're going to go through this and I think we're going to have it, she's got a way to maybe post it on Facebook so people can actually look at this as we talk about yeah. it. I think it'll be really helpful. Yeah. Well, we are addressing a new normal in our culture right. and, and this is, this is a tricky time. I know when we talked earlier about, uh, this handout, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it'll be really helpful. I hope for so. People. hope so. Um, the, um, so we are, here we are April 23rd. This is 
eight day eight of the fifteen day quarantine, and so mm-hmm. what I've noticed for me, this is just me personally. Um, I need I need a routine. Mm-hmm. It's really important for me. I mean, just to plan to do be in the house or to be be quarantined is like I don't do this well. And, you know, we've been doing some other things, of course, but I, I just needed this routine, kind of a new routine. And I don't, the, the, the podcast with uh, Chris Hall was talking about that with his kids, yeah, right. his younger kids. And I thought, I thought it was a great idea. So I've kind of adopted, for me personally, kind of adopted a similar kind of thing um, as in a, just for myself, you know. Yeah. I have a routine of getting up in the morning. I, you know, all the routines that I, I typically have of devotion and eating breakfast, feeding the horses, doing whatever I do. But I've also incorporated some other routines, uh, working out and trying to plan something in the afternoon that's I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Have you have you found that to be true? Well, for you? that's that's been really big because it's easy to default to watching movies yes. or you know whatever binging on your favorite TV show or something. Right. And so yeah, we we have found that absolutely. We have to find some sort of rhythm, and and we've we've. I don't know. We're we're getting there. We're finding I, a new normal. I don't want to come across like we don't sit here. We've done massive more puzzles than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and my wife and my daughter. My daughter's thirty one, so she's here and she's got a uh, she's got a puppy, which I think is a great. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, just just to be able, we've done plenty of puzzles and plenty of binge watching on TV. But but I think throughout the day to have some kind of uh, routine, a new routine is important. Yeah. And the reason I think that is. You know, yeah, we're we're halfway through of this quarantine. Yep. We don't know for sure if this is going to be right. all clear signal. We just, you know, everything I hear, I mean, everybody hears different stuff. But I mean, I think we need to plan on it not being an all clear signal, and then and then if it is, then we'll be happily, pleasantly surprised. Right. Right. No, I agree. I, but I do think that there there are there are some ways that we can restructure ourselves so that when we even when we do get to okay, everything's back to normal. We will have developed a, a really good rhythm in our lives. Right. Things like no kidding, getting in the word. I mean, I'm I'm a night person, but my wife is a morning person, and so she gets up. First thing she does is get in the word, and then she has uh, some news that she watches, and then she has some things that she, you know, she messes around in the house and does some things. Well, I usually follow her uh, up a little bit later, but my my bedtime routine is getting in the word and spending time in prayer. And that's when the house is quiet at my oh, house. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. so the, anyways, just our routine looks a little bit different, but we've at, or we've made sure that that is a part of our regular routine. Another thing we, we talked about just briefly is the importance of just having something outside of ourselves. And what was mm-hmm. so interesting, Shaylee, our daughter has a, has a new puppy and I think it's 11 weeks old or something like that. So oh, wow. this puppy requires all three of us. I mean, it's like a full court press <laughs> when you're watching this puppy, you know, right. And make sure you got to take it out and all that yeah, stuff. Right. And, but just, just having that puppy around has, has created a, I don't know, you kind of get outside of yourself a little bit yeah. and you're thinking about something else. Yeah. And I think that whether you're thinking of somebody else serving somebody else, um, helping in some way, like, you know, we're going to be talking about a little bit, but I think that's another way of, of keeping this kind of a mental, emotional health that's that's really important. Right on. I, I really appreciate that. I think just even in our homes, I mean, so what we're not advocating is everyone going out and buying a new puppy. No, no. But no. you but you could. Yeah. This would be a good time to do that. <laughs> but in our homes, there, you know, 
what a great place for us to look at our family and say, how can I make life better for you? Yeah. I mean, just just right here. Right. That's that's a great way to focus on things. I, I really appreciated that. There were a couple of stories even on Facebook about they got some new puppies and this is a great time to have them because they have extra time to, no kidding. to deal with it. Yeah, and we're, we're all, you know, and at least in our house, there's three of us that are you know, pour it into this puppy, watching this puppy. And it's like, okay, time to go outside. So you should, you should video that, and yeah. put that you know, download that on, on Facebook. <laughs> Julie's that you really like, she could probably come and train my puppy. That's what, no, no. Uh, video the puppy. No, no. I thought she was volunteering too, yeah. at least for the cleanup. Well, I think these, these routines, these new routines are important. You know, I think it's these new routines has also kept us from ruts. You know, the other day we were talking about ruts. We can get in a rut in our spiritual life and our physical life. We need to shock the system. Yeah. And um, the, the, the saying that I was trying to think of at the time was uh, a grave is a, a rut is a grave with both hands kicked out. Oh, wow. And this whole idea of a rut can is not good. Yeah. So I don't think anybody is in ruts right now. We're all trying to, but I do think a routine is what I think is really important. Yeah. Now, this is going to be a big shocker to you, but uh, my wife is reading a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, know, you didn't hear see that coming, Just one book. She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like my my in-home research department. She goes, I found something, and this is how our, our, our devotionals usually go. We're talking about something. She goes, oh, I'm reading something. And so, and I want to give this, this lady credit. Her name's Jeannie Allen, and the book is called Get Out of Your Head, Stop the Spiral, of toxic thoughts. Wow. And we were talking about, because I think one of the ruts we can get into real easy is toxic thoughts. Yeah, for and, sure. And so what, I just want to march down through here um, with, with these, you know, it starts with an emotion and this is the spiral down mm-hmm. it, and it starts with fear, a fear of something that's real or perceived thoughts. And, and we all have an emotion that we're starting with and we start with that fear, but what are we going to do with that fear? The next thing, the thought is, if you're in the spiral, it's, I cannot trust God. And I think that's the first thing you have to do is like, okay, I got this fear. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to trust God or am I going to let yeah. it spiral? Yeah. And that's, a, that is such a, a, a real issue that we deal with. I mean, there, when we, when we hit that place of fear, there is a certain amount of, I have to take care of myself. I mean, you know, we, we feed ourselves, we change ourselves, we clean up, we, we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. So learning where that line is of this is where this is where God comes in, right? That that is hard. Right, that, that's a hard. Well, thing. And, and to recognize it that quickly, you got into this emotion. We all have these emotions, right? You know, if we all, if I think if we'd sit here and let ourselves, the other day we were we were before the service, I just check in with everybody. I said, "How are you oh, doing?" Yeah. And you know, all the all the different kinds of uh, emotions that came out. There was anger, there was sadness, there was tenderness, there was, yeah. I think there was happiness and excitement, yeah. excitement you know, right. you know, there's a, everybody had a different view on this, but, um, but I could see that, you know, anger, for example, of anger for the kids losing their senior years in, in college yeah. or in high school. And it's like, wow, if you don't have a kid that age, you kind of forget. Yeah. They, that's, that's, that's all a big gone. milestone oh and it's gosh. gone. Yeah. And it's gone. The anger right. of that is like, man, how could this, so these emotions are, are real, real uh-huh. and they can definitely, definitely can spiral. So yep. the thought is, can I trust God with this anger, with this sadness, with this whatever it is, okay, right. fear? And then the next thing is behavior. And she says that behavior is resistant to God's authority. And so I think if my behavior is 
you know, in, in line with God's authority, I'm going to not let myself spiral, all right? If uh, my behavior is resistant to God's authority, I'm probably going to stew in my juices. I'm going to fall myself in this rut. I think this is where a lot of those servants things, a puppy or something, somebody else, getting outside of yourself and serving somebody else, that's where I think his behavior comes in. Right on. That's, I love that too. You know, I, isn't it cool how God made us and when we function at that, at the, maybe that optimum level, it's when we're trusting him and serving others. Right. <laughs> and, that's a, it's a, and we all feel good doing that. It is. And I think one of the things the church does or gives, gives people opportunities to serve others, I think getting out of yourself. Yeah. And then here, this is the way the book says, getting out of your own head. Mm-hmm. You know, we can get in our own heads and spiral pretty easily. Yeah. And I think some are better than that than others. I think the people are real thinkers, are real contemplators and that really grind on things. I think it's uh, this is especially good to stop that spiral. Make sure you're doing something physically. Yeah. You know, some people need to go out and swing a hammer and build a house for somebody. Some some just serve somebody or or talk somebody on the phone, but I right. think we got to get out of ourselves. Yeah. Well, we've seen this even in our home and I think probably everyone can relate to the toxic thought of yep. uh, of things. One of one of my kiddos, they'll often say, "Oh, I'm so stupid." Like, that's a toxic thought. That's not coming from God. That is somewhere else. We need to talk about this. Because we get into that internal dialogue, and it spirals really quick. Right. So I really like the outline that uh, they've presented in this. It, it kind of helps us to avoid that I'm stupid, toxic thought kind of right. thing. Well, the next one is relationships. And I think this is probably the litmus test. I think you can look mm-hmm. and, and say, and this is what it says, relationships, controlling and manipulative. In other words, if... If the people, if I'm kind of trying to control my environment, trying to control the people, manipulate the people around me, um, I think there's a good chance that's a, a sign in your own soul that you're on a you're on a spiral. Yeah. Because you're spiraling down, you're allowing this fear and to to turn into something that is it's causing pain in others' lives as well. Yeah. Well, in peacemakers, they talk about desire, demand, judgment, and punishment. And this controlling and manipulating others is really that it's it's that punishment. You, I'm doing this. I have to. I have to have my way in this situation. Right. And when we get to that place, we know that we've we've gone to a place that is not a godly place. It's not, not where godly. God wants us. Exactly. And and uh, I want you to right after this last one, you can read yeah. that passage. You you read this last week of First Thessalonians five, and I think it's a perfect one. Yeah. But the last of this spiral, the consequence is. <clears throat> Constant anxiety or consistent anxiety. In other words, we're just anxiety anxious all the time, and I, you yeah. know, we're not supposed to live in that anxiety. No. Uh, in no. fact, we're supposed to live in another place. I want to. There's a couple of verses that that Jesus talks about this anxiety in John 14:1. I preached this a couple of weeks ago. It says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled." Yeah. And that's a we're supposed to guard this heart. Yeah. Don't let that anxiety. And of course, in Matthew yeah. chapter six, uh, 31 through 34, it it talks about do not worry. You can't, you know, how can worry change anything for tomorrow? You can't do one thing about tomorrow. You got to live in today. And so um, this whole idea of worry and anxiety. Now, I think there's even a health issue. I can't prove this. I'm not a doctor, but I've heard people say these things. But that increased of uh, worry or anxiety actually decreases the immune system. Have you heard those things before? No, I I know Dr. Dr. Joe Horam has talked about that. And, you know, when we were doing that Let Go series, I interviewed him uh, just to just to kind of get my, 
my head around some things. And he talked about that very yeah. issue and that sometimes when people come into his office, that's one of the first things he's talking about. What are you worried about? Yeah. What are you so upset about? I mean, so that's that's a that's that's a big deal. There's it's physical, it has an emotional and it turns into physical and I think it's I think it's crucial. You know, of of all things, we don't want to have our our toxic thoughts decreasing our immune system because of anxiety. Right. And that's the end game of of not dealing with these fears. Now, she calls that the spiral down. But there's this choose to surrender. And this is using that same emotion, but it's actually using it, uh, causing us to go up. So using that same emotion of fear, um, it's real, it's perceived threat. So we still, that starts the same. The, the fear, the perceived that threat is real. Coronavirus uh-huh. is real, right? We right. know that it's out there. Now, before we go start going up, you want to read that passage? You, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And it says, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And uh, actually, verse 19 is pretty interesting, too. It says, do not quench the spirit. Yeah. As if to say, hey, if you're not being joyful always, if you're not praying continually, if you're not giving thanks right. in all circumstances, then you could be quenching the spirit. And I think it's also interesting to note, this is God's will. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you had people in your office saying, I just want to know God's will for my life. Yeah. Should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Should I do that? And I'm not saying those aren't important things, but those are, that's fringe in God's right. economy. Here's know? God's will yeah. right here. Be joyful. Right. right, right. No, it's big. Well, and I think that's really taking that emotion and putting a God thought to it, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the next thing up here is God is in control of my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And then we can, we can rejoice in that. My daughter and I went jogging this morning. It was a beautiful morning. And, just the and just thanking God for a day that's still enough and warm enough we can go out and, and, and run is just that was you know, it just has a different way of kind of jump starting your mind and thinking differently of a you know, a thankful thought, a rejoicing thought. Man, that's yeah. so important. Yeah. Start your day with that. Yeah, no, that's really big. Um I and I like the the issue of prayer. You know, prayer is uh, in in my mind, prayer is about a relationship. Right. You know, this is talking to God. Sometimes when we when we discuss prayer, people think, well, I don't pray right or I don't have the right words. And it's, you know, it's not like it's not like we're going to impress God with our words. <laughs> right. <laughs> that just doesn't work that no, way. No, it just changes us for yeah, sure. Yeah, no doubt absolutely. about that. Absolutely. So the behavior, now this is the behavior part that I think is so key. Uh, submit to God's authority. And when we, when we are, that's the serving part. That's getting outside of ourselves part. I think when we're submitting to his authority and saying not to worry, do not let your hearts be troubled, and making sure that spiral doesn't happen. To me, that is behavioral, and that's so key to mm-hmm. this this whole thing. Right the, the next one up is relationships, and I say up because this is the spiral up. We're going to have this posted so you can actually watch or look at this on online. You can see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But the next one is relationships, present and open. In other words, instead of controlling people, I'm present with people. I'm yeah. open. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to manipulate or control my environment in, in a way that's out of fear, but it's just like I'm just... Right. Just living right now, just being present. Right. You know, it, it's been funny over the last few months. We've we've played a lot of ping pong on staff. Yeah. And someone will learn uh, a, a new way to serve or a new spin or, or something like that. And so the whole time we're trying to figure out how to put that spin on it. So we're playing the game to put a spin instead of playing the game to win, oh, which is completely different. That's a good point. And, and, yeah. and we do that, I think, sometimes in our relationships. If so, we're... Go so ahead. all this ping pong is really 
study for your sermon. It's study. It's I didn't a, it's realize illustrations. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to get back into this. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is, Galen. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. you guys are getting awfully good at it. I don't know that, man. You guys, are, you guys are getting good. I tried to play you the other day, and it's like, man, I can't even keep up. Now. <laughs> and then the final one is consequence. The consequence of, 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 of all this doing it positive is to be unafraid. And so I think the basic litmus test, am I living in fear? Am I living uh, unafraid? And I hope that everybody is living yeah. unafraid. Um, yeah. We have been using these podcasts trying to encourage your heart. And, um, and I just hope and pray that you will, like we la- landed last week, yeah. you'll be strong and very courageous. God commanded it. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great Monday. <laughs>